Hey, Mr. Armstein, here I am. Hi, and welcome back to Was Glee Good? Um, I'm Liz. I'm Lily. I'm Robbie. Um, and before we get started, I'd just like to like give ourselves a little pat on the back for making it onto SheKnows.com's <laughs> hashtag feminism wins list of 14 podcasts you want to, you can listen to if you only want to hear women interrupt men. <laughs> <laughs> we were number three. <laughs> Can't believe we didn't beat my favorite murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we're discussing season two, episode six, Never Been Kissed. Um, so just a brief Wikipedia summary. In Never Been Kissed, the Glee Club members are assigned a Boys Against Girls singing competition. The bullying of club member Kurt Hummel, again, we, whatever, intensifies, <laughs> <Club> but, <member. laughs> but he meets a new ally in Blaine Anderson, the lead singer of a rival Glee Club. Puck is released from juvenile detention and forms a friendship, kind of, with Artie Abrams okay. and football coach Shannon Beast. Again, friendship. Oh, that's not friendship. Okay. Comma, comma, and football coach Shannon Beast is hurt when she learns that several of the students are visualizing her to quell their amorous moods. Same. Amorous That's moods? That's a purple-ass prose for a Wikipedia summary. Who wrote this? May we never meet them. Oh, May we God. ask every week, though. So last week, or whenever, whatever, last time we Do talked it. about this episode, um, we were excited about this episode being next. Because? Because it contains teenage dreams, spoiler yes. alert, because introduction of Blaine. Yeah. I had forgotten everything else that happened to this episode. Yeah, because it's yeah. the episode where teenage dream happens. Who gives a shit about the other 40 minutes? Turns out Me, they're bad. it turns out. <laughs> this is like, this episode is like a beautiful, like, tender pearl just, in, just nestled in just a pile of shit. Just like, like a literal so pile bad. of shit. Like, I literally had trouble sleeping last night because of the way this episode made me feel. I'm really curious at the end as to whether we can qualify this as a good or bad episode. I'm really excited to see this journey because sometimes I change my mind in the middle. Same. Okay, so we start with Kurt and Finn. Um, Sam and Finn. Christ. Sam and Finn <laughs> taking <laughs> matching cold baths. No, Finn taking a hot Finn's one because it gives Sam a hard time. Oh, They're taking matching baths. Cold baths, by the way, are a nightmare. They're a nightmare. Terrible. But they're uh, what they're supposed to do. Them. Yeah, no, they're, after they're, they're sports, helpful. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <It's like laughs> I don't sport. <laughs> he was um, talking to me. I'm a sportswoman. It does seem excessive for um, an underfunded high school to have those like big fancy tubs. Right, right? Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah. Big tub. Like, you don't like, have this unless you're like a professional baseball player or something. Tubs. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it is but insane. Fine. Fine. They're talking. Where else are they going to talk about how Quinn won't put out? Which Sam was cool with two weeks ago, and this week forgot that she was pregnant last year or right. something. Well, well sure, Sam's started an doing asshole like eleven now. minutes ago. <laughs> Since Rocky Horror Glee Show, Sam's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him so much better when he was a nice young man who was sensitive to Quinn's like issues uh-huh. and had seen Avatar nine times in theaters. You're right. He doesn't. He doesn't talk about Avatar anymore. Yeah. So the reason. Um, Sam's like, I'm taking a cold bath. I have to take a lot of cold baths now that I'm dating Quinn, who won't let me have sex with her. Ugh, gross. And Finn's like, um, I have this cool tip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Finn is also like, Rachel will not have sex with me Rachel also has sex with me, but don't worry, I have this cool tip. Which is actually, yeah, it's a great flashback to Finn's flashback that he uses (laughs) not to come in his pants. Right, which is the time he hit a mailman with a car. (laughs) It's great that they use the same clip every time. Yes. I think it's like a little bit longer. It's perfect. And every single time Finn's mom screams. Um, uh, but so, yeah, um, when your bummer of a girlfriend will not, like, have sex with you, a, like, teen boy sex fiend, I guess. Your girlfriend who 
got pregnant at like sixteen. Got pregnant at sixteen. Yeah. And is very open about the fact that like she's trying to like not do that yeah, again. Not <laughs> chill about that kind of not stuff. Not get pregnant. Um, Sam says he's never almost killed a public servant, <laughs> so he has to come up with something Same. else to visualize. Right, which is when they look over at Coach Beast and all the jokes start. Yeah. So the the well, jokes is such a loose term. Loose <laughs> term. Yeah, so the thing he's going to use, because he doesn't have a, a mailman memory, yeah. is he's going to picture Coach Beast. We yep. know this. We can feel it coming. And yet it happens to us so many times. Really gratuitously. It's Meanly. Meanly cruelly. is the word we're looking for. Right. It happens we'll really eventually. Glee eventually wants us to, like, know this is mean, what the kids are doing. But, but forgivable think it's somehow? Funny. And yeah. feel empathetic towards Coach Beast, because this is happening to her. Right? <laughs> but the whole time, it wants us to laugh at the joke of, like, Ha ha, Coach Beast. Shannon is not Beast. Like, she's manly and fat and forgotten. Right? Like, yeah. Well, when we talk joke. a lot of, it's Dot Marie Jones. Dot Marie Jones. Yeah. And we talk a lot about tonal shifts on this show, but this is one where they're trying to like layer tones, and yeah. that's not. It doesn't. You can't. You can't. I'm sorry. Right. Not Maybe these tones. Someone at least. can. Yeah, yeah something. But. You can't layer these tones. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, the next scene is much better. Uh, one more pearl besides the main pearl, which is Tina's outfit. Here, and it's repeated later in the outfit. So it's Kurt and Tina walking down the hall. She looks incredible. Tina is in, like, a big, puffy 80s shoulders, black <laughs> and white. I think it's floral. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. goth <laughs> blazer She's really coming jacket. down in a way that I love. Yes. It's amazing. And it's Kurt like is wearing, like, a very stuff. long sweater because yes. uh, Tina says sweater tails. She says to him, I take it we have a lot of sweater trains to look forward trains, to this season. Right. Um, which is incredible. I love Kurt Hummel Fashion Watch more than anything <laughs> in the world. Obviously, as soon as he says this, because get it, sweater trains are a gay item of clothing, yes. um, Dave Karofsky comes up and slams Kurt into a locker. Yes. yes. It's just like a drive-by. Chris Colfer looks like appropriately beautifully horrified. Yeah. Chris Colfer's so face, handsome this, this whole episode. episode is so good. It's so good. There's, again, we talked about this in the um, Bert is in the Hospital episode. Chris Colfer plays dramatic scenes in a shockingly good way. Yeah, better <laughs> like he than like Glee deserves it. Right. <laughs> but the fact that at no point in this episode is he just burst into tears. No. Great. Always just like a restrained mm-hmm. type One lift. glistening. Yeah. One, I gotta learn how to do that one glistening <laughs> tear thing. It's so good. Go ahead. Um, um, Puck is back. From Juvie. <laughs> Which, again, was a thing they made up because the actor just couldn't be there for a few episodes. Right. Um, has he always had earrings? Or did he theoretically know, get them in Juvie? You're noticing a lot of fine details that I did not pick up. Watch for the fine two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Puck is back. He is... What? Is this where he explains community service? No, he talks a big game about how much he loved Juvie, but he doesn't yet explain his community service. Okay. Um, oh, Will, right however, here. has glasses on and announces the two teams that will be competing against for... Sectionals. Sectionals. Why is it different? <laughs> okay. Why is it different? Why is the same? You're in the same quote-unquote section now, you're, right? Yes. So sectionals before was the school for the deaf and the school for girls. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad we're not going to go back to that offensive well again. Sure. But at least give me a, like the dumbest explanation ever. Like, both those schools, like, Burned. <laughs> Yes. It's like, so you're, there's only three teams in this section, and two of them are different. Wait, you're not randomly selected. They're actually by your section. And there's no, like, qualifying rounds. And they even say, so So the two teams that they have are the Warblers. Yep. Yay. And the Hipsters, which they he even says is a new team. Yeah. Of old people. Of what old league people. is this? Old people getting their GED. So that is fair. Their, see, so they do That's give us just, like, great. the fairest explanation for it why very, they're here. Yes, it's very funny what Glee chooses to, like, Qualify <laughs> and what they're just like, deal with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's insane. It's in order to insane. prepare 
for sectionals, Will is going to have them do their annual Boys v. Girls tournament. Yeah. He says tournament. This is not what a tournament is. No. A tournament would be repeated showings Multiple off rounds. between yeah. different teams. No, he's going to come to into two groups, have them each perform so once, just, and then It's just a game or a contest of yeah. some kind. Um, they split up seating. Kurt goes to sit with the girls. Mr. Shu, with his back turned, is like... Kurt, I said boys versus girls. I would have hated that joke had he been watching, but I hated even more of Will's like, every time Kurt goes to sit with the girls. Yeah. Like, fuck off. And it's the end of the fucking world. Like, right. who cares? It's a made-up competition that you made up. We already talked about, like, Will Schuster's weird, very gentle uncomfortableness around... Yeah. Which we super will come back to later Kurt in this episode. Yeah, it's just, like, unnecessary. <laughs> and, like, Kurt... And you clearly, this is when you know this episode is, like, about serious gay things, because Kurt, like, <laughs> again, has, like, a very pained face... It's not, like, blown off, right? He's like... Right, we're very gently, but within the course of 10 minutes, yeah. building up to Kurt being so unhappy that he has to go do something wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I'm just so sorry. I do have this note. Kurt is wearing what appears to be a bow tie with watch faces in it. <laughs> okay, sorry, back to, back to the hallway. Where, um, yes, now Puck is explaining his community service. Right. Uh, he wanders up to Artie and says that is his community service. He's going to teach Artie to be cool? Nope, he's going to push Artie around. I disengaged the second he has had the word cripple. Yep. Because we can't come more than Which two episodes. Which is why episodes. I thought Ryan Murphy had written this episode. Yeah, Ryan Murphy <laughs> does love to say the word cripple. And very no, there's a whole even joke. It's like a plot point in a joke later. Yeah, yeah there's a yeah. very bad joke later about uh, it. Anyways, he has to push Artie around, and in the meantime, it's going to like teach him to be cool. Artie's fine. fine about have this. a lot of problems with it later. Uh, just based on, like, a consistency plot yeah. continuity yeah. level, but we'll get there. It does seem like one of those things where, like, what two characters haven't we thrown together in a while? Okay. Hook and Artie. Um, also, what if we went, like, more than two episodes of that saying the word cripple? Impossible. We'll never know. We'll, we'll never, never know. know. I hate this show. <laughs> um, um, we get another Kurt Krowski scene here. Um, Kurt, I, I would done. like to say, is wearing a glass bow tie. It is a bow tie made of glass. Or plastic. I, I didn't Sure, just like clear. Yes. Um, he gets bullied again. Will sees it. It's like it. very intense this time. It's yeah, very intense. It's getting more intense. Yeah. Through, even, it's escalating even within the episode. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think he like really gets threatened. Yes. Something like Because like he sort of is like, what's your problem? You. And yeah. Krasky is like, I'm yeah, going he, to beat you up. Right. Not just shove you in a locker. Yeah. Kurt at this point has like broken and like talks back essentially. Right. right. Um, Will Sees, sees it, it. Sees it and pulls brings it. Kurt into his office and says, I think it's getting to you, which is insane. Right. And to be fair to Glee here, Kurt has the right reaction. Yeah. And it's like a just, he is like furious. He goes, Will says, let's be honest. I want to be honest. It looks like it's getting to you. And Kurt says, you want to be honest? You guys are ignoring homophobia. Yeah. Right. Like this. And like, bullying, which are like separate, yeah. but in this case, whatever. It's yeah. Insane. Like this is the scene that ultimately kept me up last night. Like, okay. Like, it's a dumb show, yeah. and, like, it's even maybe unclear, like, what its position on Will is here, and, like, teaching is complicated and bullying is hard to stop. I think that's true. I think but aside like, from Kurt being right, we're not supposed to see this as a failure of Will's. Right, because, because he's the be hero Will of this fucking show. Side. He's the hero of this fucking show. We're supposed to think it's, like, a blind spot that he's going to learn to overcome. But, like, your kid is getting bullied. Like, this is your job as a teacher. Don't pull yes. him in and ask what you can do. Like, you know what to do. This makes you want to bang my fucking head against the wall. Your job? Like, what are you even doing there? How are you not a mandatory reporter of any sort of harassment? Like, you're pulling him yeah. into your office for a cup of tea? He's he getting shoved into lockers. It's a paper cup of water. I, I think, like, Wait, what also, are we even like, doing here? Again, 
this is not his job. Like, send him to Emma, who is the school counselor, to have the him talk about this. And then anyone. Pull in the bullier. Yes, and then on your own, go, like, figure out what disciplinary action yeah. can be taken against Talk to the other teachers. Like, this will come yeah. up later in the episode. A zero-tolerance policy on bullying is not a bad idea. Also, yeah. pretty normal in public schools these days. Yes, it may yeah. not. It may be tough to enforce, but, it's, but you should but have, it. have it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Kurt says, uh, you guys are really, you're, you're ignoring homophobia. Yeah. He says, uh, also, your lessons plans are boring and repetitive, which he specifically calls out the boys versus girls. <laughs> Um, Which is like a weird shoehorn thing to like make it is. But then he also says in his like beautiful Chris Clover way, "Yes, I'm unhappy," um, in a way that just oh yeah. Oh, what he said that got to me was he's like, "I'm the only okay person at the school." Something's been like, "It's my hill to climb alone." Yes, this is I'm not died. being challenged here, which is an interesting yeah, thing that's to like tap on to the end. Yeah. Weird plot set up for like justifying what happens next episode or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is like there's so much this episode is bad. <laughs> this episode is bad. But yeah, you're right, there are like nuggets in here of Yes. And a lot of it is just Chris Colfer's performance is really good. A lot yeah. I remember more of this episode, not even more of this episode, more of this specific plot as being good, and now I'm really seeing that it was just Chris Colfer's performance. <laughs> It's just Chris Colfer's performance and like and a little, later Darren Chris's performance. Little Darren Chris. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like this setup, I remember being like so magnificently done, and it's truly clunky and bad. I remember I'm sorry for me, even as a teenager, like among like the Glee fandom. Yeah, uh, it turning later, but it didn't turn yet. Like all the Karofsky stuff. Yeah, people turned against it really fast. Yeah, because it's been because nice. it's insane and terrible. Um, um, this was yeah, this was a slow, a slow turn. But I certainly bought it at the time somehow. <laughs> Um, so Will's solution to one of his students getting gay bullied is to <laughs> ignore that altogether yep. and instead take the personal attack on his lesson plans and decide that instead of just doing boys versus girls, uh-huh. they're still going to do boys versus girls. Sure, but the boys have to perform a girl song and the girls have to perform classic rock. You know, because songs are gendered. <laughs> songs are so gendered. Girls can't do rock unless you specifically assign it. Boys should, like, what? what? It's explicitly set up as, like, he's like, boys do girls, girls do classic rock. It's insane. Not the boys. construction is insane. <laughs> it's not like they come to it on their own. No, it's so crazy. Also, what does he qualify as a girl's song? Because what they come up with is clearly not like where he was intending to he go. Says, he says girl groups. Traditionally performed by girl groups. They should have yes. known the Spice Girls number. They do a mashup of Done. just two songs. Yes. Anyway. Um, Kurt wants the boys to do Diana Ross when they meet in what appears to be yes, a classroom. set up a mood board, which includes a picture <laughs> of him with like a Bob Mackie set. references Bob Mackie specifically. Like a Bob Mackie headdress. <laughs> And then, like, someone says something about, like, making fun of him and being like, what it, like, oh, we're gonna show up in sparkly it's gowns. Artie. And then he's like, which is weird. I never said gowns. He, yeah, Artie's like, funny. Um, isn't this supposed to be about opposites? Yeah. What would be different about having you show up in a full length sparkly gown? Right. Um, which is mean. Yeah. We're really and reductive. And we're the doing... first time we've learned it's about opposites. It's so... about opposites. We are That just... gets, like, dropped, but then picked back up and right. dropped. It feels like such a lazy thing to not just do, like, the homophobia that already exists, but have, like, previously Artie, not homophobic yes. characters suddenly be homophobic. Right. Everyone has just to be homophobic. For so that, like, the term So that it later. can be more beautiful to when... find someone who isn't. Yes. Which right. is crazy. When Kurt looks like upset by this, Puck's like, why don't you do something useful and go visit the hipsters? Or the warblers, and that's when you're like, oh, I see. He's going to go to the warblers. Which, like, honestly, finally, fine. Fine. Um, weird side note, Finn, like, four episodes ago was defending Kurt uh, in the hallway from, like, in some fact, kind of wearing a faggot. Yeah. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing, Nothing here. No. Nothing from Finn, who has explicitly been taught this lesson on this TV show. They yeah. threw that note card away. They Finn's wiped it off the whiteboard with their elbow. <laughs> Finn's not uh, an A character this episode. No, he doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Finn and Rachel, weirdly, not super important in this episode. Um, I would just like to point out that we've still gotten no songs. 
No songs. No, we are pretty far in. Yeah, and we've got a few more songs to go. We've got a little to ways go. to go. I was going to say it makes it better when the first song shows up, but the first song is bad. I'm thinking of the second song. Um, we get another so, scene with a bunch of Beast jokes. We get I think Quinn it's and Sam. Quinn and they're Sam. making out. He says oh Beast's name. So in front of a crackling fire. It's insane. It's well, because she says, is this hot enough for you now? As if she has lit the fire Gross. against his complaint that they weren't having hot enough makeout sessions. <laughs> Which is actually a very funny Quinn move, sure. if that's true. Um, this is the first time I think we get the cutaways, which is where, like, Sam yeah. is picturing yeah. Beast to, like, yeah. cool down. Um, and we get a cutaway first. To, I don't remember what the first one is. She's wearing lingerie. Um, she's wearing, like, a night, a little, like, slip. Yes. And then she's cutting meat with yes. a cleaver. Oh, And right. then after this, she's which in a... is deeply Freudian. <laughs> deeply Freudian. Um, is not necessarily unsexy. Right, this is what we're saying <laughs> in the next one, where she's in a ballet outfit and smoking a giant cigar. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, complex. Maybe not for Sam at that moment, but I think if he examines himself yes. a little more, he'll find that this is actually his deepest sexual interest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, we're just supposed to think it's funny. Not played that way. She's yeah. a big manly woman. Well, yeah, the only she's like, unfuckable because she's not hot, Robbie. Uh, and all I can think about watching this is like asking the actress to do this. Right. Like, what does she think about this? It's horrifying. It's horror, and it's like we'll get to it later. There's yeah. like yeah, later actually have a lot. Yeah, about we'll get this. to it when um, it like comes to it. So. Bad. Quinn is and then Sue's office explaining what's just happened so, with Sam, which is well because Sam's crazy. like beast out right. loud, sexily. She's she say my Sue name. With this problem? I don't know. We have no reason to believe this that Quinn and matter. Sue are close again. This, the, the plot this episode is this is another episode. Why is she seen talking before. to Mercedes, who we again don't get enough of, and we've established uh, that they are friends? Yeah, no, Mercedes, go to your I friend think, and be like, a weird thing happened. Oh, Mercedes uh, doesn't get to speak; she only gets to speak. Right, it's weird that Kurt doesn't talk to Mercedes this episode. Yeah, right. his remember friend. your close friend Mercedes, who's right. often been very understanding, even when you've been kind of a dick. Well, because yeah. then it doesn't make it seem as though he's this lonely. Because I'm lonely, even though I have friends, is not as powerful of a message as I'm alone all the time. Literally everything else we've seen, which is that Kurt, despite being the only gay person at his school who's out, um, actually has a great close knit community of friends and family right. members whom he loves. Yeah, and he could still, yeah, we never don't see Bert. He could and make Bert. the decisions he makes. Yes, it's just like Glee doesn't trust you to treat a young gay loneliness is a very specific type of loneliness. Yeah. 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 which they've expressed well before yes. in his scenes with Bert, who's not here for some reason. <laughs> Bert's back to work, I guess. It's not eating fish on the couch with Kurt anymore. I don't remember what happened. Oh, yeah. So there, she's, like, uh, talking to Sue about it. Sue, this is when Sue finds out that um, this is happening to Beast, and she's, like, so delighted. Oh, God. Because we remember... Because we had a few episodes where Sue seemed like a human, and now we have to, like, change that or whatever. She uses the phrase, um, he'd rather be dry humping the She-Hulk, and I hate it so much that I almost Gross. Yeah, left the like- country. We get more of the, like, Sue joking about Beast when Sue used to be the target of these jokes for the show. Right. Which is something interesting that could be examined, but it's not what they're doing. It's not going to be examined. Nothing interesting here is going to be examined, unfortunately. Um, Um, So Sue is like, we're going to black, because she still wants to get Beast fired, which is a plot line we thought we'd Well, because her budget budget. was cut for football. Remember the word budget? We throw (laughs) it in any time we don't have any other plot. Um, Um, And so she tells Quinn to, like... Have a, a scene in public. Yeah, to like turn her into Mary Kay Turner is the reference she makes. Ew. Okay. Well, uh, Puck and Artie sing a Bob Marley song now. I'm sorry. No. Before they sing a Bob Marley song, <laughs> or perhaps after, somewhere around here, Artie is basically like talking to Puck about how he's into Britney. They sort of cut yes. away to her. Puck says, quote, you don't need any cash for that. It's, it's after because they're busking. They sing mm-hmm. One Love. It's boring. I don't care. With the money, like Puck is like, you don't need cash for that. It's free. At which point I vomited and closed my computer. Like also, holy shit, Artie 
and Brittany had sex two episodes ago. Yeah, and then and he Ari was mean to really her. Mad at her. Right. Which okay, okay, was okay, fair he because we talked to her. About, he yeah. just says now that he was mean to her, which is not exactly what happened. Right. He, he was, was like, upset because he lost his virginity. Yes. Or like you didn't know, but you did this, and now I'm hurt. Yeah, it was actually lovely. I think we decided we liked I it. I think we decided it was like a nice, honest sure. moment between people. But we're just gonna um, again. That post it fell off. Two notes. Yeah, one. That's not what happened. And two, like two episodes ago, Puck was like going to synagogue to pray for his friend's dad because he's a nice guy. And now he's like, now he's women, like those are things you can every, buy. Like internet yeah. troll in the world. This um, is this is again the point where I was like everyone writing this show. Hates, hates women. me specifically mm-hmm. a woman, I assume. We've never met. But he tells Artie, who's worried that because he was, again, mean, I think he was not to Brittany. Um, <laughs> good news, you only have to be a fraction as nice to them as you were um, mean to them to get them back. So unfortunately, I have to quit this podcast <laughs> and I can't watch this shit anymore. It's insane. It's so bad. It's like, like abhorrent. So anyways. And we're supposed to think it's all funny. We, uh, the, or something. What are, we, what are we supposed to think it is? I don't, I don't I'm know. supposed to get out of this. I don't know what we're supposed to get about. I this think we're supposed to get killing time yes. until now. Wait, when we get the I would like wars. to go back and say, first of all, they sing that Bob Marley song in the outdoor cafeteria that does not exist in <laughs> Doesn't Ohio. Doesn't exist in Ohio, it only exists in California. Of all, everyone is sitting in the outdoor cafeteria thinks it's really cool. It's just like <laughs> along and dancing and giving them money. That's insane. I mean, they give them money because Puck is intimidating them, but That's still, they true. do seem to be they genuinely enjoying like, it. They're like dancing and Which is fun. insane. Do the you, only way to enjoy the song is so if you are So people walk out with steel drums. Also. They sure do. <laughs> do you remember that, like, twice a year when, um, like, the acapella group would, for, like, a small donation, go sing a song to someone, serenade someone yes, in a classroom? sure. And, like, they, I, I was on that That's group cruel. briefly. That's um, And you had to, like, clear it with the teacher first. Be like, hey, during your, like, fifth period English, do you mind if I come in and sing a feist song to, like, some girl <laughs> whose boyfriend thinks she's at least okay? Um, oh, my God. Break up with him. You know. And it was weird even then. Wait, no one, like... And that was, was like, everyone was like, oh, it's only twice a year and we all expect it. And, yeah. like... I hate this. It's terrible. And it's planned. And still, it's like, I'd rather never Ever. experience that in my life. Um, also, I didn't know all the words to that five song, so I had to fake it. Right. <laughs> Which one? Much of it. <laughs> one, two, three, four. I like that one. It's a great one. The um, two lines I know. <laughs> Okay, now we get the Wars. only the only scene in this episode. The only scene. So Kurt is like standing on the stairway of uh, Dalton. A comically beautiful building. <laughs> I just I'm pretty sure it's the mansion from Clueless. I'm it is Sharon. percent sure it is. It's comically comically it's fake at this point. Yeah. Um, it has like portraits on the wall. He's standing on a staircase that's underneath like a glass dome. Yeah. Um, he's wearing what appear to be knee high boots and plaid shorts and a big jacket. Yeah. And a big coat. Which we see is because he. He apparently, like, found out the uniforms of the the Dalton school yeah. and is trying to imitate it with clothes he already owned, which I love. Right, because he is, to be clear, at this point, trying to be a spy <laughs> for the like, league club. That's yeah. the premise, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, so he, everyone's running to a common room, and he's like, what's up? Yeah. And this kid turns around and is like, and it's the Darren warblers Chris. are going to perform. And this kid, yes, is Darren Chris. Beautiful, perfect Darren <laughs> Also, Chris. I would like to say, like, uh, Kurt is like, your glee club is cool. And Darren Chris is like, they're like rock stars. And I'm like, but we know you're talking about you. That's a weird That's thing to so say about your That's true. You're about know. to go sing lead. I would have done that. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's like, a little sarcastically. 
come on, new kid. Um, and then they he do the running. Takes <laughs> Kurt by the hand. So he, they're facing each other. He reaches out with his right hand <laughs> and takes Kurt's right hand. Which makes sense when you're facing each other. Yes. Then and they then run. They turn. So one of their arms. <laughs> sorry, we need to describe Kurt, this. Kurt's arm is crossed over Kurt's his body. Kurt's arm is crossed across his entire body. And he's being yanked down the most beautiful <laughs> hallway I've ever seen by Derek Chris slash Blaine Warbler. We don't know in, his last name yet. In slow motion. With, in slow motion. With fully like twinkly. Beauty and the Beast romantic yes. music like, plays. We're doing like a shot Glee has never done. We're really far out to <laughs> yeah. like see them run slowly towards the camera. Yeah. Their footsteps echoing in the hall. Right. And this is when you realize that this episode has no subtlety and needed to include all that homophobia so that now there's like literally like a wonderland. Also all that twinkly romantic music is if I did not understand what was happening. Right. As if I didn't understand that when like he world, met the other when, the a, cute bo- when a cute boy grabs your hand and runs with also, you through like, the hallway, however crazy he is holding out um, your hand. That's love. So then they're in the common room where everyone, again, all handsome young men, yeah. uh, have gathered around this group that's clearly about to perform. Truly and Darren Chris like like drops Kurt off and then like slots into the very front and you realize he's gonna sing. Yeah. And for one second I thought, it's weird that Kurt marries the first other openly gay person he meets. Oh <laughs> Spoiler my god. Alert. Oh, it's insane. It's crazy. For one second, I was struck by, this is so good. They should have broken up after a year. Wait, what would your lives be like if you had had to no. marry the first gay person you had met? Bobby and I would be married. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think I'd be married to my sixth grade chorus teacher. First name was gay Dennis. person I met. I don't know if that is. Like, my uncle. Would like, no. Right, like, gay person that, like, I <laughs> knew was gay. That makes it a weird, gross game. Yeah. Why would yeah. you say that? <laughs> but, like, my age. Um, right, my age. I was, like, a really weird kid from the only uh, the only openly gay kid who was in high school when I was a freshman. <laughs> Who's not cool, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I don't know who we knew in John? high school that was openly gay. And it's weird that I don't have to answer because I'm not, like, who was the first openly <laughs> straight person. person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who is openly gay. I don't know. Anyway, it's my sixth grade course teacher. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm doing all this. We don't have to, if we can like have a breath before we talk about what happens next. Right, which is that Blaine sings Teenage Dream with the Warblers. It's the best perfect. performance of all time. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. We literally we need to link just link to that Tom and Lorenzo piece from when it happened. Yeah, or it was like oh, after that, yeah, that was really good. It was right after yeah. it happened. So Tom and Lorenzo were doing weekly recaps the way they did of all the best shows in America, including right. America's Next Top Model. Tom and Lorenzo fashion bloggers. Fashion bloggers. Non friends of the pod do not know we exist. Didn't do a recap that week and instead just talked about this performance. Right. Yeah, I remember which I did. That. I pulled it up last night to explain why it was like this performance was moving me so much. 
And it actually has some really useful context in there. Yeah. Which is that aside from It's 2010, there are basically no other gay people on TV. Will and Grace is off the air. Right. And especially no gay teenagers. There's no gay teenagers on TV. And it also reminded me that around that time, the It Gets Better campaign had just begun because there had been like a rash of young gay men committing suicide. Yes. Which I had totally forgotten. Um... It was like a really bad time. And it was only seven years ago. It doesn't feel that long ago. It was a really bad time to be a gay teen. This was, what, 2011, right? Yeah. I don't remember for sure, but yeah. I feel like it's a better time to be a gay teen now. I remember it being really important to me, and it was, like, important to me to watch it again, and it felt just as magical to see, like, Kurt Hummel, a character I'd come to really identify with, having, like, a handsome young man (laughs) grab his hand and sing a love song at him. They're not not in love, they met two seconds ago. Right. Right. But just, like, the fact that it could happen. And I don't watch enough teen television to know what's happening now, but it does happen more It seems like a lot more gay. Like, it starts to happen on The Fosters, where there's gay parents and a gay kid. Yeah, (laughs) which is not to discredit the work being done right now on television. No. It's just that there was nothing else, so this felt like it happened just for me. You had this and you had the new United States of Terra. Yeah, My I, favorite show. Which is like not nearly as popular. <laughs> no, not even remotely. This just like, it bowled me over at the time and watching yeah. it again, it like really felt just as much for me. It's still so good. It still works. It I mean, works seven years later. I will say that there's one kid who's standing behind Kurt who's like really into the dancing in a way that's very funny. If you only pay attention. Like a lot of like you fist the big characters. <laughs> one really enthusiastic show. It's also just objectively a good performance. And right. I'm sorry, better than the Katy Perry version. It's better than the Katy Perry version because the Katy Perry version is just okay. Only so many songs work in like a fun acapella. Like, also, like, it's more fun to see the show, the song sung by teens, frankly. Yeah. This is perfect. And they're dancing. It's, I, they're like handsome young men in blazers dancing to yes. a Katy Perry song. I will say I was mad at the time and I'm still mad that they cut Darren Chris's hair for this role. I know. Because he was famous before for, his for, hair. for the Harry Potter musical or whatever oh, it's called. Oh, right. Uh, and he had, like, big, long curly hair. He still has curly hair, but, like, it's so sh- short that he, and gelled that you don't really see it. And he, I like a man with big curly hair. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Ryan Murphy, it turns out. Sure, um, Ryan Murphy wants uh, uh, strictly, like, shaven, clean-cut white men. <laughs> Which is why they will never acknowledge that Darren Chris is Asian. <laughs> I did not know that. So yeah, yeah. We, I think we probably had this conversation yeah. like on air before. But no, I think we see his parents later, and they are in fact both white. Sorry, I'm still thinking about <laughs> teenage dream. I just I don't want to like be a person who every time anything gay happens on the show like has to stop and talk about how meaningful it is. This was just like so fucking cool at well, the time. Believe me, we'll get sick of it soon. <laughs> right. As soon as we oh, not because it's going to be a bunch of gays giggly. It was just cool. It felt cool at the time. It felt cool now. Yeah. I was happy to be able to see it again in a very different world and have it still be, like, enjoyable. Yeah. Um, also, like, we spent, like, a lot of time talking about how, like, every time Rachel is, like, sad and wants to, like, be a part of something special, it was really meaningful to us. So, like, feel free. Yeah, welcome. Um, next I have these teens sure do a lot of kissing. Oh, it's, it's, Mike, Mike, and Tina. Tina. it's Mike and Tina. And how did Mike find out about this? So Mike says all the boys. Because Mike is, remember, on the football team, even though we don't talk about it. We don't did not remember Well, he's yet. a man and he's kind of hot, so. Yeah. Very hot. Um, very hot. He's like, all the guys on the football team are doing it. It referring to picturing Beast when they don't want to come in their pants. Yeah, so um, he tells Tina about it. He immediately is like. Oh, and then oh, Tina boy. gets into it. We get yeah. some more Beast. Like, cutaways. This might be the time when we get the cigar. I do like the characterization of Tina as the horniest character on the show. Sure. I'm okay with that, yeah. I wish they like, super hot. <laughs> yeah. They kind of do. Remember when she climbs onto Blaine later and, like, yes. mixed vapor rubs his chest? Yeah. No. Yeah. I must have blocked mm, that We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's a bad episode. <sighs> um, um, okay, so now we get Quinn and Sam argue in the 
arguing, arguing in the hallway. In the hallway. Yeah, so Quinn, at Sue's direction, is starting a fight with Sam about how she, quote-unquote, thinks he's sleeping with Beast. Because now, she says she, she won't put out. Yeah. Now, why does Quinn do this? No idea. She has no interiority. I... Does she believe Someone it? Is she just to? doing what Sue said? She Does she think it will work? Is she what? Could it matter less yeah. to the writer of this episode? Not at all. Um, um, Beast kind of catches the end of it, but not, like, enough to know something weird is happening, but not quite enough to know what's going on. Um, I just have here that she says, uh, you crap on my leg, I'll cut it off, which is which very is, funny. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make I, any sense. If we have to have one, like... A character establishment for Beast is that she keeps saying like vaguely country the most saying. Well, she's from Missouri. Right, she's so. from Missouri, so she says things that make no sense. I love Which it. is the Ohio of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Will finds out at this point what the boys are doing because they, they tell him. Yes. Like right. he overhears this fight and is like, what's going on? And they explain to him. And for one second, it seems like he immediately understands that this is bad. Yes. Okay. So Sam, I think it is, says it's not personal. Will says, of course it's personal. Correct. Then he says, does the whole difference is all the same thing? Incorrect. Yes. He just is like, Coach Beast is an outsider. Like, just like, just outsiders. like, yes. And like, no, like, that's no she's not just a person who deserves about. to be respected. Right. This is about talking, like, not. Also, she's an adult. <sighs> she's a professional. Right. This is so about this not, not appropriate. Yeah. An authority figure and an adult woman. Like, a, like just like an ugly concept that you can use. Right. right. She's your football coach. <sighs> it is weird, though, because he ends it by being like, this ends now. Spread the word to everyone. Which is, like, I guess a good instinct. But it's also just a weird thing. Because, like. Yeah. Okay. So, to recap in a sort of, like, Amy Poehler, Seth Meyers kind <laughs> of way. What he's saying is. You're all thinking about this one specific person to not come in your pants when you're making out with your girlfriends. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. Go tell everyone not to do that anymore. Like, okay. okay. Like, I also just want to really emphasize that literally in the same episode, Will saw a student getting physically bullied and was like, You holding up okay, pal? <laughs> hey, pal, how's the being physically harassed in your own school going? Right. This is unfortunately not the least appropriate way he will deal with someone who's being bullied, but we'll get Kill to that later. <laughs> Um, and then he also says Coach Beast can never find out about this, which, fair, I guess. Yeah, never, it, like, she I shouldn't. wouldn't want to ever explain it, that to She anyone. wouldn't if he doesn't, didn't tell her later. Yeah. But, um, um, okay, now we come back to Dalton. Yes. Where Kurt is sitting at a table with three of the Warblers, including Blaine, who have found out that he's a spy. Or, like, knew all along. Right. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Some talk man. happens. And then he just turns and asks, so are you all gay? <laughs> Which I respect, honestly. <laughs> Which is fair. Like, can um, we get to a place where we can all just ask each other that and it's fine? You guys like, gay? <laughs> um, right, so Blaine is like, just me. They have girlfriends. Which is, uh, you could just say, not them. Yeah. Um, Blaine also looks like the president of Dalton or maybe all gay people in the scene. He's like He's seated, like flanked by two <laughs> handsome young men. Until he asks them to like leave them yes. alone or something. Yeah. And he does, does like, hand wave. Them. Yes, he like yeah, dismisses them with a wave of his hand. Give us the room. I will say a good thing Glee does here, if it's establishing this as like an aspirational and like dreamland for Kurt, is how casually Blaine is like, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah, it's great. It's like not a thing. He's not, he's not like, well, I don't always tell people this at first. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, for the record, you can't just ask people if they're gay. I'm not saying we should yeah. all go around doing that. Sometimes you should just you can. announce you can, it. But <laughs> all gay people, please announce it. Um, Would you have sex with me specifically if I wanted to? That's all I want to know. If we were two consenting adults, am I in your, like, brain? <laughs> um, anyway. I also, so, Blaine, oh. I love that the scene that's playing up is, like, Maybe a low-key psychopath. He says, okay, he also says the words, we're not a gay school. Yeah. We just, okay, which is crazy. That's not a thing that exists. Um, he says, but it we is just. actually some places. Is it? I think there's one in New York. 
I was like, what? what? Yeah, how do like you a, qualify? I was going to say, how do you, how do you, how do you prove, prove it? it? <laughs> don't, there's I a don't making know. up, like, the admission. I think just, like, wanting they to go is enough, search frankly. for porn history. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair. <laughs> it's like, remember that thing that was, like, um, if you want to know a woman's sexuality, ask her what she thinks Kristen Stewart's sexuality <laughs> is. I do think that's true. Not that's anymore. Now we all know. I still um, believe in the thing where, like, you tell someone to look at their nails. That is fake. And they did that in my school, and I was, like, in second grade before I knew that that was fake and a crazy thing and to if you do palms down, you're a man. And if you do, like, fingers in and looking at your palm, you're a girl. But it's a crazy way to do it, and I'm a girl. <laughs> well, I do okay. this all the time. That's I why do it's it that real. way. <laughs> that's from drill to gay. Right, so what we've learned is anyway, um, gender yeah, is so the spectrum. Blade is gay. He uh, tells Kurt this story about how he like went to a regular school and he was getting bullied and his school told him, if you're gay, your life's just going to be miserable. So he left. Right. There's a moment where Kurt is like, oh, so you're all cool with being gay. And Blade's like, yeah, what's whatever. And then he like makes a face. Oh, he looks like, like he's going to cry, but won't. Like he yes. refuses to cry in front of this guy. Face. But then he does though. But then Blade is like, yeah. dismisses the two straight people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, you're having a hard time, huh? And Which, tells us again, story. so as far as, we will find this out soon. So Kurt is, whatever, a sophomore. Yeah. Um, Blaine is supposed to be a year younger than him, so he's 14. <laughs> and is like, having a hard time, huh, now, pal? <laughs> Prejudice is just ignorance, Kurt. There is a certain type of, like, student council gay who I would believe. He's 100% a student council gay. He's just a gay who thinks he's, like, 85 years old yes. and, like, a wizard. He's, he's very because wise. Because he got, like, he left one school and came to another for gays, so right. he's very wise. Um, he speaks like he's imitating the manner in which Barack Obama speaks. Is really what it is. It's like prejudice. It's just ignorance. Right. He Kurt. does talk a lot about his, about Dalton's uh, zero tolerance policy, as though he which, like invented it. And also, like that's not how two gay teens would talk to each other. No. Like, no one cares about like no one would believe that the zero tolerance policy was in force. Well, it's but actually one of the straight boys like, who says it. Oh, Which, like, true. fucking imagine a zero-tolerance bullying policy, but, like... Right, but also it's, like, that's not what draw Kurt in. It'd just be, like, seeing that it's they're cool there. Right, it's right. It's not... <laughs> Clearly he doesn't, like, trust authority at If this we've point. learned nothing else, yeah. it's that policy is not what draws anyone in. Um, yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yikes. Having a rough day. <laughs> anyway, so now we are in the choir room. The girls are um, <coughs> getting their performance together, because in case you've forgotten, there's still a boys versus girls tournament going on. But, like, switcheroo, because like, classic, classic rock. Classic um, <laughs> rock. The third gender. Puckwheel's already in, and Rachel yells, spies, in a way that's <laughs> maybe the funniest moment of the episode. It's the only thing Rachel gets to do. Yeah, but it's perfect. It's perfect. They're like, all right, Leah, we need you for one second. We just need you to make a gross face and yell the word spies. And she nailed it. <laughs> Um, I don't Puck, remember why they're there. Puckwell's already in so that they can be mean to Brittany and Santana until they want to go on dates with them. Oh, that's right. To their credit, Quinn looks horrified. And Quinn does. Okay, there's a weird thing about this, like, interaction, though. So, like, first of all, it's awful, obviously. It's awful. I don't we don't need to talk about it. But it starts out with uh, with Santana and Brittany being like, do you guys want to go out to dinner tonight? And they're like, no, but we're going to be dicks about maybe asking you out tomorrow. And as they're rolling away, Artie is like, you're a genius. Well, like, no, like, no, you could have just had a date without being an asshole. You could have been like, hey. I know we had a, like, the last time we talked, it was a little bit weird, but I'd love to go out to dinner tonight. No, they need to, like, do some weird, like, Imagine communicating with another person. It is, it's very, like, weird pickup artist bullshit. I hate it. Um, then I think we get Will Will telling We get Will and Beast. Where Beast Beast comes to him and she's like, what's up? And he starts with the phrase, when the kids are making out. Oh, no. First Mm. he says, don't take it personally. Yeah, (laughs) which is insane. (laughs) Just an insane thing to say to another person ever about anything. Before you say anything. Like, whatever you're about to say, I'm going to take it incredibly personally. (laughs) Let's just start from there. (laughs) Also, regardless of you two having said that, I'm going to take it personally because that's how I take things. (laughs) Just assume anything you say, I'm taking it personally. Yeah, then he says, when the kids are making out, which is when I was like, hey, Will, buddy, don't talk about this. Definitely don't talk about this in, like, a private room. Say, like, 
Just be like, it's a mean joke the teens are playing and I'm dealing with it. Yeah, the teens are making mean jokes about your appearance. That's the way you could say it to an adult. Where even that's a little iffy, maybe, but, but like, yeah, but there's the no need to go into the details. Say, which then he's like, when they're but making out, she wants out. to know, so it's fair to like. I tell mean, her, you yeah. can even all you could you made them you made the teens promise not to tell her. You could say, yeah, I'm not sure. Teens, you know, they're always yeah. acting a little weird. She never has to know what's going on. Instead, he tells her in great detail, and then she looks so hurt and so upset, and I think maybe threatens to quit. No, not no, yet. She's, she's just, just like, we kind of wait. We don't know what the result yeah. is. Yeah. Um, now we have this horrible right. well, Bernie so Santana where, Puck Artie dinner. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. I spaced It's at Breadsticks, the um, only restaurant. It's gross. Puck tells some, like, long story about how great he was at Juvie. Um, Brittany and Santana are also there, but don't really get to speak because they're not two characters in the scene. They're just female props. Well, um, Brittany gets to make a gross joke that I feel gross about, about Artie being paralyzed. Yeah. Which is uh, fun, yeah. which I'm not really going to reproduce here. And then um, they dine and dash. Uh, yeah, Puck makes Artie everyone dine and dash. Um, because he likes their waitress. Yes, he's already a person. He is a, he's a human being. He yeah. goes, hey guys, um, she gave us free refills. <laughs> also, she's a person at her job. Right. Like, also, she's a person who works at a place you apparently go all the time. Well, yeah, also it's a flaw in your plan logically. Yeah, you're going to um, be back. Yeah, so Artie pays the bill. Puck notices and basically comes over and is like, lame. We're not cool anymore. Which like, okay. I don't know. It means you, you feel like, like a your mom when you're so. 14, but don't be yeah. friends with anyone who makes you feel bad for doing the right thing. <laughs> Um, Holy shit, Liz. I'm going to be a great parent <laughs> to my two kittens. <laughs> One of whom you like better than the other, but he'll never find out. Yeah, they're kittens. They don't have any sense of favoritism. <laughs> it's the best part of kittens. Um, okay, now right, we get... Now. We're back to the boys versus girls plot, and it's the girls' time to perform. Yeah, you yeah. know, the boys versus girls plot we're so focused on. I will say they're in perfect insane outfits, which is they're all wearing, like... Like hair metal, hair metal like yeah. headbands, yeah, like leather pants, bandana, weird corset. Quinn has like a red bandana yeah. and with jacket. no exceptions. They look incredibly hot. They really do. <laughs> I actually have done. Lee Michelle pulls off like hot here more than she she's never pulled like, it off before. Yeah. It's Maybe a good it look. just needs to be like period hot. Maybe you know she I, mean, she's I know what you mean, but it sounded funny. <laughs> um. Anyways, they do start me up living on a prayer. That's like fine. a mashup. I don't have any that there. There. Oh, um, oh, who is the guitar player in this scene? I don't know. I don't know. Why they suddenly have a full uh, <laughs> interaction with They seem to be, like, uh, friends yeah. with. More important than the actual song is that this is when we get one of the most iconic on-screen <gasps> Oh, my God. Time, okay, yes. Which is so. that Kurt hears his phone buzz, uh-huh. looks at it, sees, like, an old-timey iPhone pop-up that I think never existed for No, text. it did. It I did. remember. Is that yeah. how you got text? Okay, yeah. it's like the blue bubbly thing. Yeah. And it just says, Blaine Anderson, courage. Dash, 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 Blaine. <laughs> he signed it. That's how I text people now. Wait, there's no last name because we don't know Bert, uh, Blaine's oh, yeah, last name. True. It just says Blaine, all caps, courage, uh, dash, dash, Blaine. I think actually there's a, I noticed something very important. And consistency. In this scene when he's looking at it on his lock there's screen. There's no dash, There's dash, no right. signature. Okay, because I only noticed it the second time. Yes. I was just assuming it was it just says, <laughs> It says Blaine on top and then courage. And then later when he's checking his text in the landscape mode. <laughs> to the, on the full magnification and like giant yeah. text size. Which, okay. Just a psychopath How? move, but... It has the... It I has would... Abby, can you make me, when you're at work tomorrow, um, some kind of visualization of um, <laughs> the courage use as, like, an overlay to a gift set of Blaine and Kurt, followed all the way around to it being a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I would accept the hashtag usage, but just know I'll be disappointed. 
I'll, figure, I'll find a way. Thank you. I'm so excited. It just immediately, it was like four fucking zillion screen caps of Kurt Hummel's face with like a little bit of a, like a graphic application or whatever yeah. over it with like a, like a pink sheen. How many, and then like, like the word courage. Like how many fanfics were either named courage or had chapters named courage? Uh, all of them. Oh my God. How many people's like tag for Glee was courage? Was courage. Yeah, like TV tag. colon courage. Or like their like live journal icon was like a, was like a split screen and then like a little word in the middle. Yep, 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 yeah. yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry, I'm Googling Glee Courage tattoo. <laughs> oh no! Oh, yep. The only acceptable Glee Courage tattoo is if you get it in the old iPhone like text notes. <laughs> yeah. so you get it in the weird fucking bubble. Um, Will gets a note from Sue calling him to the auditorium. Right. It just says auditorium now. Fine. Sue is on stage um, with her confetti cannons. Okay, so we'll get to the other terrible thing in this scene, but first of all, so we have a whiteboard in our kitchen, and we're periodically writing things and erasing them, but yeah. at the bottom of it, there's like this little cartoon guy that like my friend drew on there literally like a year ago, and it just stays because it's not in the way, yeah. and for some reason, the confetti fucking cannons that she got cut episodes ago are what's left on the whiteboard when they accidentally erase it. They're the little yeah, guy at the bottom where they're like, she's missing her confetti <laughs> like, cannon. Hey, do we have any memory of like what Sue's goals, motivations, or interests are? And they're like, no, but she does have confetti cannon. <laughs> I will say it's a fun visual. It's very fun. She fires also, them they off. They seem dangerous. They seem incredibly sure, dangerous. Get, you can get confetti in the eye. He doesn't. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, anyway, um, she has him back because Beast quit. Yes. And now she has her budget back, which, which is not how the budget would work. Which she's just delighted about. Like, Certainly does, not how the budget would work. Does football yeah. just not exist now? Um, <laughs> no, they've got those nice tubs. I'm <laughs> disappointed to say that she then makes a very funny joke about how she can go back to her budget and Will can go and his club can go back to singing about how awesome it is to be alive or ugly or whatever point <laughs> you guys are always trying to make. I did laugh at that. Out loud laughed. <laughs> It's just something of the phrase, how awesome it is to be ugly, is funny. Yes. <laughs> and again, a hint of, like, if Glee just committed to being a dark comedy, and it only be being that... Pilot Glee was funny. And never wanting me to take it seriously or emotionally, which is what it wants me to do now with this fucking beast plot. Um, which, like, I am, but not in the way they want. It's hurting right. my specific feelings as a human right, sure. being. I'm invested, because I have empathy and also understand what that all of that feels like. But it makes it painful for me to watch. Okay, so for the third time this episode... Kurt is like standing in the hallway, um, looking at his phone, probably looking at it's that fucking courage. Yes. Looking at the courage I'd, like to, I'd like to say once again, his phone is in, he's an iPhone in landscape mode. Wait, it's not like a side. Also, has he responded to this? Looking text? at no, he just message. got it. Which if I'm Blaine, I'm like, is a kid not into me? <laughs> anyway, so he's looking at it and like has his fucking doe eyes, and uh, Karofsky comes up and like threatens him again. Yep. Okay, Kurt is wearing a bright yellow fisherman sweater and yellow boots. No, that's the next one. Oh. This one he's wearing his like I'm black long sleeve sweater plus sweater. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Karofsky squams against the lockers yep. and then wanders off. And Kurt, having just been in, uh, encouraged to be courageous, follows him. Bounces after him, uh, follows him into the locker room where it is just Karofsky and Kurt. Which, under many circumstances, I will say, don't follow your bur- your bully into an enclosed space. Oh, sure, yeah. not the best. Idea. Especially not when you know that your bully has hate in his heart. Yeah. And instead of slamming you into lockers, don't go into a room that is all lockers. All lockers. <laughs> no walls. Anyway, so uh, Kirk goes up and starts yelling, yes. which is great. I'm really into it. He yells, like, what are you so scared of? This confrontation, though, is incredibly, like, stilted and weirdly written. It's incredibly weirdly written. It's not how two teens would ever fight, and it's no. not, like, also, melodramatically point, satisfying either. Also, Kirk Cole, or Chris Colfer says, um... Hit me because it won't change who I am. Yeah. Which is something you think of 
after the moment to say. <laughs> you don't say it in the moment. It's something Ryan Murphy like always okay, wanted fairness, to say. He has been bully. pondering this for like ever since he got the courage to text. Whatever. So he like provokes and provokes and provokes Crafty, mm-hmm. trying to get him to like really beat the shit yeah. out of him. I think maybe yeah, just to be know. like, look, like, now what, what did you get out of this? Yeah. Right. Um, and instead he gets kissed. Yeah. yeah. Karowski kisses him forcibly. And then yeah. there's this look of sheer disgust on his face. Yeah. As does fear. Yeah. They both do. And And this is when you realize that Glee is gonna do this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? It's like, oh, oh they, they I see we've the, got the homophobic an gay. <laughs> it's gay, guys. Cool. That's the it's only okay. reason people are homophobic. That's the only reason. That's really the frustrating thing uh. here. It's like the reason people hate you is because they're like you. Like, no, yeah, guys, people hate for you. the record, we're not doing that anymore. We're not saying people who are homophobic are secretly gay. We're don't no. don't do, we're not doing that anymore. Like only in specific Maybe they cases are, but like they should accurate. deal with them. Yeah. Yeah, this is separate thing. If you're talking about like the leaders of an ex-gay therapy mission who were went through it themselves, yes. Sure, fine. Yes, those people. Oh, but I mean, like gay. some, like Mike Pence is not it's secretly not gay. gay. He's just openly an asshole. No. He's just evil. Anyway, so Dave Crossy is, I guess, gay. He looks terrified. He runs off. Chris Culver's actually got a great face of horror. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's just been, again, sexually assaulted. <laughs> Straight up sexually assaulted. Right. Which he does kind of call out later. We'll come back to it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that we don't just, like, not talk about it. Yeah. No, although later, when Crossy continues to be a character, it's just sort of... We just, we just kind of don't talk about that. We sort of just yeah. don't figure it out. We don't figure... There's, like, some when he goes to leave that he's, like, one of the reasons is... Yeah. And then they're strongly doing that. Also, like, anyway. I know this is not the point of this scene, but, like, they do this a lot in, like, movies and TV where people, like, talk really close when, yeah. the, ostensibly, they're not trying to kiss. Yeah. Nobody's face is ever that close unless they're on purpose trying to kiss. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kurt's getting all right, up in his face. Clear, if I'm making you. a joke to you with my face an inch and a half away, it's because I want you to laugh and not like kissing you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at you, my best friend's wedding. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Separate um, kissing situation, I'm just saying. Then we get this truly banana scene in which Puck has been called to the principal's oh, office yeah. um, to do you know, talk to his parole officer. Will is also there, despite the fact that um, Puck should have other teachers. There's a guidance counselor. Yeah. Why is Will always like the yeah. parent or the teacher representative for these It students? makes no sense. And this is where we learned that he told his parole officer that he was going to, for community service, hang with a crip. Which, which she accepted and assumed it meant do outreach to gang members. Which is insane to be Which is insane, with. and also they're in Ohio. I don't think the girls are in Ohio. I might they don't have a huge territory there, no. No. Also, like, like I don't know. Anyways, I, Liam, uh, the, the McKinley High School does not seem like the place where that would be relevant. The parole officer, also played by the therapist from Crazy Ass Girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, interesting. She's great. Yeah, love her. Um, underused here. Yeah. Um, yeah, Anyways, so the, they have a whole fight. It becomes clear that he really did hate Juvie. He's really scared to go back. He kind of panics and starts like fighting. And Will's like, "Hey, you're gonna get yourself sent back to Juvie." And he's like, "You can't send me back there. I yeah. hated it. No one take, like no one's paying attention to me, which is fair. Yeah. Many times, students who like are sent to Juvie are uh, often have been like sure, underserved by their school communities. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Glee isn't super smart enough to like handle. No, that we're never gonna deal with this again. The way we then wrap it up is crazy. It's it crazy. It's just disrespectful it and like gestures crazy. Gestures at it. Yeah. I don't um, remember how we wrap it up because I stopped paying attention yeah. to it. Um. Anyways, Blaine shows up. Yeah. Okay. Here is when I did a crazy thing. It's a two-hour drive from Westerville to Lima. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. This was a big point of contention. So how do you know that he's in Westerville? Because that's where they earlier. say it. They he say did? where Dalton mm-hmm. High School is, yeah. yeah. Okay, how did Kurt get there to spy? I So Kurt, we understand, has a no car. Idea. Does he? Oh, yeah. that's right. He, has oh, a, he yeah. theoretically went, like, whatever. Well, we've never seen them, like, drive. we never seen them drive. Isn't Blaine, so Blaine, as we've established, is a freshman in high school who goes to boarding school. So there's no way he has Wait, easy is access. is Dalton supposed to be a boarding school? This, not? I think it's supposed to be just like a prep uh, maybe school. Maybe I assume. Maybe it's just a prep school. Yeah. Whatever, he's still a freshman in fucking high school. So it's possible that, like, he lives an hour away from his school... 
So it's only an hour. It's still crazy to show up Anyways, to someone else's lunch. Anyways, it's crazy. He should not be in his uniform. He shouldn't be in his uniform. He shows up to the lunch hour. Um, I didn't realize it was lunch. I thought it was after school. It makes more sense why he's Kurt. in his uniform at lunch. Yeah. Right. So Kurt, he, and like to like provide backup because they do go. They confront like, Karofsky on yes. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically like called in as the the gay wise. Oh my yeah. god. Older Elder man. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Who is younger? Who is Who younger? Is younger? <laughs> Um, they confront Karofsky, who threatens them and is basically like, don't tell anyone, whatever, whatever, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Blaine really sassily goes, well, he's not coming out anytime soon. Which so, I did have a little Because he's a hundred year old. Yeah, it's old. a weird way to deflate that situation, but it's... It works. Yeah. I love it. It's actually authentic yeah. to being, whatever, a teenager who's yeah. like... And then we get a very sweet moment where Kurt admits it was his first kiss. That mattered, he said, because he did yeah. make out with Brittany about Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, like, side note, you're allowed to pick who counts as your first kiss or your first sex or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. if someone, like, assaults you in this way, you don't have to be like, that was my first right. kiss. Right, marriage is particularly damaging, I imagine. No, be, like, I'm not saying, yeah, of course, yeah. Sort of assault, but, like... Yeah. But, like, in terms of, like, you We're know... We're going to grant Kurt permission when he finally does get kissed later to be like, that was your that first That was my first kiss, kiss. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it makes sense to be traumatized at the time that it's Yeah, absolutely. First, like, kiss yeah. Yeah. It's upsetting, Speaking deeply. Speaking of being kissed for the first time... Don't oh, my God. make me... I don't want to talk about this whole thing because it's actually really boring. Um, and Beast reveals that one of the reasons she's quitting and is so upset by this whole thing right. is that she's never been kissed before and that she's, like, the teens can tell, which is an actual issue with teens and adults and, like, who people who were cool and people who weren't. Yeah. Right, there's a, the mo- th- there's a moment, there's a half second. Here, where I think for a second, Glee is going to treat uh, Shannon Beast like a real person who has thoughts and emotions and like yeah. worthy of respect. And like maybe the universe or like the, right. our like national right. understanding of beauty has actually affected this woman in a negative way. Right. Mr. Shu is like, um, he like is really condescending. Okay. And for a second, you're like, she's gonna like fight back in a way that is realistic, right? Because <laughs> no, he's like, our hero will. Ugh, right? So he's like, oh, why don't you just like get out there, go on some dates? She's like, the last date I went on was a perv who just wanted to wrestle. Something coming to like she's like yeah, dismissive yeah. in the way like, that someone who's used to living like that would be. Right. right. She's yeah, like, someone's been pulled a hundred times, con- like, have you tried dating? Yeah. She says, <laughs> I'm kind of a specific type, which is like a very good line. It's yeah. the one good line she says. Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah. A woman who knows something about herself, yeah. right? And like has feelings about it. But instead, she just cries and then Will kisses her. Will kisses her. I just have done this is bananas offensive. It's bananas and it's so like, offensive. It's pretty so... isn't the only thing worth being. It's not the only reason anyone would kiss you. There's also a part in here where Will sit, well, where Will is trying to tell her that the kids like her. And he's like, they like you. They respect you. And she's like, that's what every girl wants to hear. Like, sarcastically. Like, yes! A, a of all, right. they're teens. B of all, that's exactly... like. And right, this is I'm not criticizing that... the character. I'm criticizing the writer. No, that's right. really good. Uh, he'd like... Brad Falchuk, right? He's who wrote this? Like, yeah. It doesn't it's quite think uh, ugly women are people. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to see this as some tender moment. And or he like, doesn't think, like, adult women are any different from teen women. Right. That she wouldn't have developed any, like, depth of feeling around this right. since the time she was 13. A full life in some way, right? She's an, right. She's like, Also, grown. not conventionally attractive people find love every day. Constantly. It's true. With like, attractive or otherwise right. not attractive people. Right. And it's possible that she is an adult one could have gotten here and never been kissed, right? Sure, yeah. But there would be other reasons along the way. Yeah, and right. Like it, there are emotional reasons and there are reasons about. of choice. And yeah. like, yes. there's, like there's, it's never just like, if I'm too like, ugly, no one will make yes. out with me. But if she was like, I'm conven- not conventionally attractive and so like, I'm so self-conscious about it that I've like never been able to get it, like whatever, whatever. I don't right. trust people, something happens, like whatever. That's 
perceptions of beauty influence your life. Yeah. Right. This is not. That's this not is gross. This is. Will, you're no. right. He's incredibly condescending. And, and also, like, the way to handle it is not to kiss the person. No. Especially not without asking. Because you know, for one, that's assault. And two, that doesn't count for her. Like, she's not looking for some, like, nice guy to, like, kiss no, her. No, that's going to make yeah. her feel worse. It's make her feel worse. Like, on the pity like, kiss. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, a pity condescending kiss from someone who doesn't cool. feel anything about me. Cool. Who's <laughs> my co-worker. Which, right, I, which I like, I'm sorry, but also fundamentally misunderstands what kissing is about. Yes. Like, either this show doesn't understand what's good about kissing, or I don't. Right. Physical acts is weird. Uh, It's nice, but it's weird. And it's weird that this tries to be the thematic element, like the two traumatic, like, weird first kisses, Yeah, it's the title. Yeah, the title's never been kissed. They're both gross and bad. And they're both gross and bad, and Glee seems to understand that one is gross and bad, but maybe doesn't give it the full respect it deserves. And this one, I don't know what it thinks. It gives way too much credit. It thinks it's, like, sad, but a little touching, which is not what it is. It's just sad and, like, mean. Yeah. It's bad. Okay, it's so bad. So Will ends this by inviting her to the Ugh. lawyer room tomorrow where the boys would like to apologize. Wait, there's something else. Oh, yeah. And then we also have something else with Kurt and Karofsky again. I think it's just him pushing him down again or something. Yeah, so he's just basically, like, despite the fact that Kurt now knows that this is out there and there are, like, places where being gay is not horrible, he's still being bullied. Yeah. Yeah. Life has not gotten better for him. And also, like, now that, they, like, they both know what's going on with Karofsky, like, this is still going to happen. Like, yeah. it's not, they um, haven't reached some sort of understanding. He does get bullied right after opening his locker to see that he okay. has taped ads from makeup, letters from makeup ads in magazines. Um, to spell out the word courage in a collage and over it is Blaine's school no. photo. You cannot put the photo of someone who has not agreed to be your boyfriend in your locker. It's creepy. Even then it's weird. Sorry. They oh, have to give it to you. How did he get it? Did he go online and go to like do the Google like Dalton Facebook and download it? That's Bananas. Oh my god. But believable from Kurt, frankly. Believable from Kurt, who once tried to convince Finn um, that they would just like share a room but also they're in love. Like... <laughs> Okay. We're all doing our best. Um, and now... Now we get the boys song in which they sing a mashup of... I forget. One of them is an Stop Unvogue. in the Name of Love. And, um, and Free Your others. Mind. Yeah. Free Your Mind. It's so not a mashup. It's, yeah, it's not a good performance. It's Just even aside from all the other elements, it's not well performed. Especially if you already had a performance in this episode where um, young men wore, like, suit jackets, and it was delightful. Yeah. This is It boring. really doesn't measure up to teenage They're wearing, like, blue tuxedo jackets. Yeah. And they're, like, dancing around Beast, again, sort of condescendingly, because Sam is doing the googly eyes at Quinn, and yeah, then so sort of switches over to pat Beast on the shoulder. Not that he's even making googly eyes his coach, but you know what I mean? Like, here's where I had a really tough time. So they're all dancing, all the boys, and they all, like, go up to the girl they are, whatever, paired up with, and do sexy dancing at them. Um, Kurt comes up to Mercedes and, like, leans sexy against her shoulder in a way I was really into. They're, like, good friends. Finally, I guess. Um, and then they Does turn towards... Speak in this- Beast. No, she really doesn't. And there's this weird... I'm supposed to understand that, like, they've made peace, the hot teen boys and the, like, conventionally not attractive teacher. Yeah. But it just... It gives too much power to it in a way I really hate. And it's also... The acting choice is also interesting, because as you're watching her face, you're like, oh, she's going to say, like, we're not cool or whatever. And then at the end, she's like, that's really nice, you guys. That shouldn't be how this is resolved. No, this no. is not. They shouldn't, like, charm it's, her back to liking them. It's also right. so She's not a teenage man. girl they're trying to date. Like, they also say something about, like, finding her beautiful in and out or whatever, and it's just like... The, she's not beautiful. She doesn't need to be convinced that, like, the teenage boys that no. she coaches find her attractive. They should apologize for being disrespectful. Yes. And then mean. move the fuck on, knowing that things will never be quite the same because they've proved themselves to be a little bit cruel. Also, no. the only thing they've really done here, aside from, yeah, proving themselves to be a little bit cruel, is to emphasize, like, how good uh, uh, life seems to be for hot 
18 year old boys and how like incredibly difficult it is for women over a certain age who are not conventionally attractive, which is still a fact of life after this performance. Yes. Also, sorry, it's so clear that this is so shorn into the plot of this episode because the songs have nothing to do with the content nothing. of nothing the plot all. of the scene. Or of each other. It's or of each other. It's a bad mashup, <laughs> frankly. Bad. Um, I hate it. Anyway, it's she not... forgives them. She smiles. They hug. It's Bye. insane. It's so bad. There's like a hundred better shows I wish this was. The one thing we skipped over is that Artie comes up to Puck Ugh. and says that he is sorry and he's going to tutor him in geometry and also be his community... No, he's Puck has to go do his community service now, but Artie's going to tutor him in, in geometry. Oh yeah, one thing we missed this whole episode is that the community service that Puck could be doing but doesn't want to do is cleaning up highways and he keeps saying it's ghetto. Yeah, which is gross. Which is, which gross. is super cool. Um, anyway. Maybe not an unrealistic choice of words for a teen, like a <laughs> yeah, shitty totally. teen boy, but just like we don't need it in this episode. Um, the logistics here are unclear, but basically Artie and Puck are cool, and Puck's not going back to Judy. Okay. And I kind of uh, hate them both now. I hate honestly. them both. I hate every boy in that club. How is this episode stuffed with so much shit? It's so bad. Okay, three words or less. Distill it down. I think the easiest answer is just teenage dream. Just teenage dream. Pearls in shit. Yeah. I stand by my original image. That's fair. Okay, so obviously the boys' performance was, in addition to being deeply offensive, yeah, um, lazy song choosing. Yeah. Um, so if you could swap this out. For the actual mashup they should have done. Okay, do we have to stick to the premise, which is girl group songs? No. Any two songs that are oh, traditionally okay. thought a song by females would do, okay, but so I'm going to try to stick group. to girl groups. Okay. So they should have done, like, Spice Up Your Life or something. Obviously. Um, and then, like, I don't know. Why is the first thing that comes to my brain, like, the Pussycat Dolls? Can they sing buttons? Um, I yes. also thought they should do Spice Girls Viva Forever, Ooh. but matched with Chapel of Love. <laughs> okay, that's cute. I can see that. I just really love Chapel of Love. <laughs> um, I thought that they should do uh, Cut to the Feeling, Ooh. matched up with, uh, and this is going to be insane, Feeling Good for the SMO. <laughs> no, I'm really into that. That would have been a disaster in a very fun way, yeah. I will say. Yeah. Could have been good. You don't know. Halo walking on sunshine sounds iffy. Okay. I have a survey. Okay. Which is, if you had to text a single word signed with your name to a friend who was going through some bullying, what would it be? If it couldn't be courage, <laughs> one word. Mm, one word. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, because I can think of phrases. Right. Like, yeah, one word. One word. Preferably like some sort of abstract ideal <laughs> concept chastity yeah. <laughs> safety dash temperance. dash liz temperance <laughs> caution i would do caution self-care dash dash <laughs> liz it's a hyphen it's one word caution is a good one uh just for reference i did try texting the word courage dash dash liz to two different people um, neither of them really engaged with me. I got like <laughs> one set of eyes emoji and one just give me more. <laughs> I got one. How you doing today? <laughs> oh, which me. Thanks, Emma. That's a good response. I refuse I'll to explain participate. When we finish recording. Fine. Robbie's upstanding. Yeah, I don't text people. I don't participate in pranks, and this is too close to a prank. <laughs> <laughs> pranks are immoral. That's right. Um, okay, I have another survey. Okay. Which is, if you were fifteen, uh, and you could choose. Okay, this got it backwards. If you could choose a song that someone could sing a cappella at you to make you fall in love with them, what Gross. would it be? Gross. Fine. 
Uh, and it can't also be Teenage Dream, which would be a good choice. <laughs> it would be a good choice. I'm trying to think if anyone has ever sung a song to me. To be clear, I don't think I'd ever fall in love with anyone singing a song at oh, me. No, especially disgusting. not in public. Although it wasn't quite at him. Like, it would be any of the Carly Rae ballads. Yikes. That's true. Anyone did your type at me? I would accept I really like you. Uh-huh. Because it's, like, just intense enough. Like, you that's really true, like me. You're not chill, in love but, with yeah. me. You just think I'm cute. I'm trying to think. I could be charmed by someone singing. I said charmed, which is embarrassing because it's this charming man. Ooh. I feel like oh, I could get into that. One. I definitely, like, in the process of falling in love with someone once, did sing all of, like, together, the both of us, Element Love Medley in the car. But it wasn't, like, well, sung at me a cappella. Yeah. That's, that's just part of... When that's you part are, of the courting that's process. Part of the courting <laughs> process. <laughs> traditional. You sit on the porch love together with your parents present. You sing the elephant love yep. Cover your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> then one of you ties a ribbon around the other's wrist. What the fuck? <laughs> that's how it works. Then someone puts a pee under the mattress yep. and you're engaged. That's how you get married. <laughs> and you're married. <laughs> anyway. Do we have anything else? No, just don't forget to rate and review. Oh, yeah. Please rate and review. watch the film Never Been Kissed. Yeah, really do. It's a great film. Also watch the performance of Teenage Dream and not the rest of this episode. Do you know who's in Never Been Kissed? Yes. Octavia Spencer. Yes. Oh. That was what my quiz question was going to be, was like I was going to give you a selection of actors and ask you which one was not in Never Been Kissed. Interesting. Because I watched it semi-recently, and just all I could think about was, that's Octavia Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica Alba was in that. What? James Franco was in that. David Arquette, Michael Vartan, who David Arquette's the, like, I'm brother, still in right? love with to this day, yes. John C. Riley was in that movie. Molly Shannon. A lot of people are in that Our movie. favorite Molly Shannon <laughs> was Lee Good Fame. <laughs> anyway, um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It was Lee Good. Send us an email, wasclygood at gmail.com. My nose is stuffed up now. You Give actually can, sorry, you can actually now follow us on Spotify at wasclygood as well. Oh, oh yeah. We we're posting be, some playlists. Yeah, we're going to be publishing an ongoing playlist of like the performances you should actually listen to. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't think we have a theme for a playlist for this week. We'll we might cross that bridge when we come to it, yeah. We might do girl groups and boy groups, but we'll see what inspiration strikes us. I like that idea. Thank you. Okay. Not at myself. Oh, phone call. Give us a call, 330-366-6130, and tell us what word you would text another person, no context. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Don't watch Glee. Do not watch Glee.